Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, episode number 332, I think. <laughs> our numbers got off there earlier this month, and I'm, I'm still not sure that we have corrected everything in full, but 332, we'll go with it. Uh, bumped into the boss. Some changes coming around here. Uh-oh. Some, some real changes. Um, uh, Finger Lakes 1 is getting ready to move into the, the multi-platform streaming, and they were getting ready to get a system that would allow them to stream to YouTube and Facebook at the same time. And I said, why? We've been doing that for months. And he goes, what? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> he goes, well, I, I bet the engagement on Facebook is quite a bit higher. I said, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, so, so well, what's, that, what's that mean for like your other shows? I'm like, oh, we've been doing it with us too. <laughs> So it was really cool. cool. Like I was able to teach them something. There's awesome. uh, there's, uh, there's some archive changes that are happening. So we might be on FingerLakes1.com later on uh, when we get into 2021. And the TV side will just be an archive so that we will uh, – we're not resetting the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, not going to start to over. Huh? No, no, we're not going back to one. But, uh, yeah, so that was – it was pretty cool. It was, it was kind of exciting. Hopefully everybody had a – uh, a good weekend. Um, a lot of our deer hunting friends had, had good weekends. As far as I know, our only bear hunting friend had a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many other bear hunting folks were were friends with, but uh, Bo Lockwood got one. Um, I, I think a lot of us become bow hunter become bear hunters when we see them. Um, we just don't see them very often. I know. Uh, earlier in the fall, Jeremy Gully sent me a picture of one that he had. One of his trail cameras down there that was huge. Um, I don't think he's seen it since, but, um, yeah, they, uh, there's, uh, definitely, I mean, I've known some guys in New York that have shot bear, uh, during deer season. Um, it's not, doesn't happen a lot, but it happens. The early's had a good weekend. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. His, uh, son and daughter got nice bucks Saturday and then David got a nice buck Sunday. So yeah, real big one. Yeah. And we, I uh, even, I can't even keep up with all the, there was, there was, just dozens upon dozens of dead deer all, all weekend <laughs> well, all over my face. It was, it was awesome. We went out Saturday morning, and uh, I was sitting there and, you know, kind of having a moment, and sun was coming up, and it got to be like 7.15, and I hear a shot. So I text Zach, and I said, was that you? He said, yeah, I dropped a doe. And I was ecstatic. I, uh, I half ran to the uh, the truck, and he was over on another part of the farm, so I drove up, and he had a big smile on his face, and I got a big hug, and nice sized doe he's like that I, I watched her come across the field she jumped the ditch and was just kind of standing there looking around and he said i kept waiting for a buck but a buck didn't come so i leaned up against the tree and boom looking right shot her right in the neck it was an awesome shot it was probably 140 yards so he did, did your nice dad thing. hunt too my dad yeah no my dad does not has never been a hunter um my bro or my father-in-law was a hunter yeah um i got into it with him um and then so that was seven fifteen. uh you know, took care of that. Then ended up taking it to the farm where we cut them up, came back, and uh, took a little nap because that's what hunters do. They take nap mid, mid afternoons. Um, and then my brother-in-law and I went back out to the same spot we were that morning, and we sit in a the, the same hedgerow, but we're probably three, 400 yards apart. He sits on one field, and I sit on a bigger field. And uh, so I'm just sitting down in my chair, and I'm getting everything around. I hear boom, and I went, what the? So I stood up and stepped out and looked. He hadn't even gotten his tree stand yet. He walked into the field overseas, and there were six deer just kind of playing out in the middle of the field. <laughs> so the first shot was kind of hurried uh, and a little out of breath, and then uh, he took a deep breath and, and shot again, and, and he got a big doe. So um, great opening day for us. Uh, I, th I think it's been two years since I've seen a live deer, so um, I've learned to enjoy squirrels and, and the nature and the sun and the clouds and uh um it's all good 
Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations, everybody out there. A uh, bunch of friends had birthdays over the weekend. Happy birthday to them. Uh, looks like I did find a, a driver to make the run out to Athens, Ohio. Yeah, what's going on there? I'll, I'll fill you in after the show's, uh, show wraps up on, on all that. That's not project. that new wagon. I, you're, that's not that wagon you're buying for me, is it? <laughs> yes. <Okay>. So, <laughs> Casey Smith joining us online. Casey had a busy year yeah. um, in, in his own right, but the, the, the big news of, of what's happening with Smith Metalworks is the, the uh, phenomenal growth of the youth program and now the ultimate expansion that's forthcoming for 2021. So uh, Casey, there's a bunch of people that Casey wanted to uh, make mention and recognize and, and get into some of these details on. Lots of different directions to go with it, Casey. I mean, it, 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 you hosted a driving school for Demolition Derby this year. I really don't know if it gets any better than that, but, but it did. It did for you guys. Well, I can tell you it's going to get a whole lot better than that coming up this year. And uh, I'm not going to let the cat completely out of the bag because we're not quite ready to officially announce it. But um, there's been a little scuttlebutt out there. Of course, you know, three can keep a secret if two are dead. So (laughs) we've had some people involved with it. And uh, we're going to take the little driving school a huge leap forward with some other stuff that's going to be available for some youth this summer. So we will cover that as we get to it. Uh, we're going to keep everybody on the edge of their seat. But the school was, uh, it worked out really good. You know, we had a handful of drivers we worked with, had great results and a lot of fun in the meantime. But, uh, you know, when we introduced this class, you know, working with some of the promoters that were taking it on board, um, my long-term goal, or I guess not long, but, you know, looking to, you know, strengthen the, the full-size drivers coming up, you know, in the next years, you know, to help promoters fill classes and car counts. And my original goal was if we can get 100 drivers in three years developing this program, that'd be phenomenal. Well, after season one, the full season last year, uh, with, you know, between, I think, four promoters that actually ran it, the the class, um, we now have 55 youth full-size drivers available out there after wow. the season. That's awesome. So, <laughs> now, now, obviously, we didn't get them all in the same shot, but, you know, it's pretty amazing when you look at, you know, how they showed up and uh, the parents' support, the support from the promoters. So, you know, this has got some traction, and we're going to do our best to keep pushing it, you know. Um, hardcore promotions had it. Uh J, uh, TJ McCullough ran a show down here at the Dead Man Show. You know, of course, you know Iron City Promotions. You know, we we did the Keystone Nationals program with Smith Metalworks doing the inspections and <clears throat> taking care of the rules and all the off track stuff. And then uh, you know, it looks like Derby Dog Promotions is going to pick up a youth full size division this year. Awesome. And uh, run with it. So it's growing. And then of course, you know, smash it. Uh, we got the. Uh, I guess everybody's nicknaming it the SMW Youth Full Size Series, going to Bash for Cash, and I mean, cool. what what better place for a, a young driver to step onto a track and just have a feeling like they never felt before? I mean, that's one of the major events in the U.S. that we can all agree is just you know weekend packed of demolition derby. So I just want to put it in perspective for everybody what, what these goals were and how they fell in place. Because when you hear about, well, you had four promoters run it, you had 55 different drivers, is it really that, that crazy? you got to think about that this was a new program that was rolled out in the midst of a pandemic when county fairs were getting canceled. Mm-hmm. You had four promoters. Now, the benefit was that Hardcore had multiple shows. Yeah. But you had four promoters who were willing to get along in a time when they were definitely fighting for market share in, oh, yeah. in this part of the. It's not like Mark Elliott's deal, where these promoters were from Pennsylvania to Arkansas to, to Indiana, Illinois, Florida. And, and Florida. These guys were all within a couple hours of each yep. other and, and yeah. fighting for the same fighting for the same drivers, and, and those guys were able to jump on board. But it's a testament to, to what they're doing because they've already gone past the halfway point of their goal of 100 and essentially the first third or maybe even the first quarter 
of the time frame that they've given themselves when you look at the the muted season and mm -hmm. and, and the restrictions this thing's probably going to get much bigger much faster mm -hmm. um than than smith metal works is, is expecting it to which I, I suppose casey would be a good thing um but with all this doom and gloom talk that continues to sort of just it, it just sits on the periphery it's sort of just this this heaviness on the edge that when everybody's at a derby they don't talk about how it's doom and gloom every time when the cars are out there hitting it's it's when they're walking around the pits or when they're they the the devil's playing with the idle hands and starting to talk about what they see online and this builder's getting out and this guy's now he's converted over to fords and stuff but it really feels at the end of the day that the sport is in a pretty good place oh yeah Oh, it's it's in a phenomenal place right now, and uh, I don't really care what's going on in the rest of the. I mean, I should rephrase that. I care, but what I find about the demolition derby community, they are the most resilient, resourceful, most clever group of individuals that you can run across. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and it's like that from you know, in the end of the end of the country to the other end of the country. Right. And I think that's nobody was going to accept that they weren't going to have some enjoyment. They were going to get rid of the doom and gloom. And for the first time, you know, and there's promoters that suffered worse through this than others. You know, mm -hmm. um, I know Jeremy Haydock and Tim Clark, they had, I don't know how many shows that were, weren't even rescheduled, just plain out canceled. So, you know, and when we looked at that, we thought, how many guys, that aren't going to get to run their hometown shows because they run that one show a year. You know, how many people were, you know, didn't get that opportunity for the first time in 15 years to go out on their local fair track. Mm -hmm. So I commend every promoter out there that worked through whatever they had to, to put shows on wherever they had to and however they had to. Sure. Yeah. That, that, that was good to see. I mean, you know, every, everywhere, you know, we, you know, I only made it to a couple shows this year, um, one run, one to drive. Um, but obviously, you know, we keep up on them pretty good online. And, I mean, we didn't see, you know, we keep our eyes pretty open, especially Chris. I mean, if there was a derby, there was a good turnout this year across mm -hmm. the country. I mean, people were, you know, they were hungry. They wanted to get to the track. They wanted to get, get back to a little bit of normalcy. Um, you know, and I really think it, it helped our group. I mean, you know, it, it, our, our group being, you know, Demolition Derby as a whole. Um, you know, just for a little while, it got to, you know, you, you took, you, you didn't think about what was going on and, you know, you just hung my, or, you know, hung out and had some fun. And I, I think it was really good. Um, you know, the, the news is, uh, the, the little bit you, anybody probably wants to listen to right now. Um, things are looking a little bit better for the future. I mean, I know, uh, you know, some numbers around the uptick, but I mean, they, they're, they're talking about these vaccines. So, I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, if, if we can get things, you know, just turn around a little bit. I think next year could be an amazing year for our sport. Um, you know, Casey in the, uh, the, the SMW, SMW group, um, you know, they're doing great things for the, for the kids. And, uh, we didn't, I, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to see much of the youth heat down at, uh, at the nationals. Um, <laughs> I son, my son, Zach was with me and his, uh, his goal was to help Brett get ready for the feature afterwards. So we worked on Brett's car for quite a while and then, uh, walked over, just caught the end. But, when we got back up there, everybody was talking about it. You know, what a great heat, you know, the fast pace, the good job the kids did. Um, so it's great for our sport. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's really something good. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I, I think it's only going to, you know, it's only going to help us. Oh, it's, it's going to. I mean, you know, when we see the, you know, when I look at that driver roster for available drivers now, and I, you know, it ain't, it ain't so much that we come up with, like, the great idea you know when we started pushing the youth classes with compacts you know five and a half five years ago we didn't realize that we were strengthening all the compact classes in the area until we showed up you know the past two years and we're like man there's 70 compacts here tonight <laughs> well we had to kind of regroup and think well let's just change the program and go how can we start seeding these future drivers to grow into the driver's seats for you know guys that run classes like we do and you know the full-size wire classes super stock etc and there was there's a need for it when you see this kind of support it tells you that there's just a need and people want it so definitely we're just kind of trying to push it along and that's why we're super excited that tim's adding it to the bash for cash card and i believe it's going to be sunday afternoon before the features oh that's cool and, uh, 
and I think it's really going to get a lot of stuff going in western Ohio, Indiana, uh, Illinois, Michigan. A lot of the states where we see drivers come from to compete there, I mean, these kids have been going there and watching someone, and now they got the chance to compete. And um, I'm, I'm interested to see what the number is. I mean, I think we'll add probably at least 25 new drivers. Oh, yeah. I think that's that'll be a destination derby next year for that class. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to run at Batch for Cash? I mean, that's, you know, that's that's the, the – I, I don't think there's a derby in the, in the nation that draws more – more cars to a weekend show than uh, than bash for cash um and, I, and I think I, I think the next one to rival would probably be blizzard bash and i mean they're what two to three hundred we figured out one year yeah um so yeah and i mean that that i couldn't venture a guess as to the thousands of people that they're watching i mean the stands are full and their people are ringing around that track deep and yeah it's it's gonna be amazing for those kids it's uh it's gonna be you know definitely lifelong memories there's more fights at Blizzard Bash over moved blankets in the grandstands than there are over welding uh, discussions and inspections. Oh yeah, yeah they uh, they take their seating pretty serious out there. Yeah, so hopefully you know, like you said, we get into the season and a lot of blue sky opens and things are getting back to normal. And you know, the one thing we got to remember that with these kids competing now, it brings uh, it brings us extra fans into the stands too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, typically. You know, people in the family that wouldn't normally come watch, say, you know, like my mom, you know, she missed me running the derby. It's probably not a big deal, but I can tell you that when her grandson Chance is running a show somewhere, he'd be darned if she would ever miss it. Whether she got a <laughs> so, you know, these kids get so, so much support on so many levels. It's amazing. And we're just excited about, you know, taking care of the inspections and the rule set for Bash and, you know, Anybody that's got any questions on that, you know, you can reach me. Uh, the information's on the website for Bash for Cash. Um, we got some unique things in there. It is, it is a competitive class. I mean, that's the one thing that I can't stress enough. Um, it's set up to be a great entry-level platform and give these kids a good five years to develop. But uh, make make no mistake, when you, when you build a car and you show up and you get on that track, I mean... Um, all these kids got some good resources behind them and they're using is is it tough for a promoter to get set up with the and i i I gather this is probably not only uh state by state but it's also based on what they use for their uh insurance as well but is it generally tough for a promoter to get the youth class put on their policy so that everybody's covered you know I don't think today it's as much because I think so many promoters are using uh, insurance carriers that, you know, cross cover like racetracks, motorsports, and you get a lot of kids that race motocross and youth. You get a lot of kids that uh, actually run, you know, dirt cars, you know, the the junior sprints, et cetera. So I don't think today it's near as difficult, but... um, I think it's the, the biggest challenge for a promoter, I think, is deciding how to structure the program for what works for them, what age group to bring in. And, um, you know, I do know that different states have different regulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not even versed enough to go into that. Sure. So, I mean, do when, when you're approaching somebody like, uh, uh, like Jeremy or you're approaching somebody like Tim, do you give them, now that you've got a, a couple of years' worth of notes with the program, do you give them uh, sort of some consultant advice and say, look, this is the age group that you should target if you're looking to do this size and this build? And, and do you get involved at all with the discussion about purse monies? And, and does that even get as far as to compromise their uh, non-professional status, you know, if they're participating in varsity sports? Right. Well, the first thing that, you know, I usually try to get across is this is a development program for the future. You you know, so basically, if the the promoters are to invest in this program, it's only going to bring them more results to fill their classes down the road. Um, Now, I I give a I have a set of rules that we we outline for the Keystone Nationals. We had a very clean inspection. Uh, we probably had 
maybe a couple areas that need improvement, which we improved on, you know, for the bash. But I don't expect anybody just to adopt our rule set because in some areas, you know, I had a discussion with one promoter that they said, we think we want to do windshield class only. And I said, well, I said, whatever works, because different areas have a different culture. Um, (laughs) When you go through the different, you know, what I mean is you go from one end of the country to the other, you know, there's still promoters that work with, you know, chain and bang style derbies, uh, stock windshield class. So my, my goal, though, with this class is to develop these kids to replace the drivers that are out there that you see in the other classes for, say, a basher cash, the turn back the clock drivers, the motor swap classes. Um, you know, my intent's not to help build windshield class drivers. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But where I see the promoters struggle mostly are in the super stock and the heavier build classes is where they have trouble with cars. You know, not always, but that always seems to be what I would say a common topic of discussion. So that's where I feel you need to kind of get these kids channeled to. You know, it's no different than if you got a kid with talent and you think he's going to move on someday to being a starter in high school and having a good opportunity to go to a college, you're, you're not going to push him into a different program for baseball. You're going to try to take him into the football program and develop him or, or whatever. But that's, that's where I kind of try to tell the promoters whatever works for them. And then you have to make it a class that, you know, is clear on the rules in a build that is not going to break the bank to an extent. You know, you can't get carried away with it or, uh, or it won't work. Yep. Right. Yeah, that, uh, that certainly does seem to be uh, a cultural thing, um, without question. When you start looking at, at what there is across, uh, across the landscape, just what we have in New York, when you go from Dunkirk to, say, uh, Palmyra. Yeah. There's a little difference in builds there. To, to Yates County or Canandaigua, back across uh, uh, Batavia to Dunkirk or Hemlock. I mean, yeah. that's that's so many different build styles and so many different build mentalities, um, just just considering all that stuff. And, and I, I know you alluded to that windshield class, and it, we've, we've talked a bunch of times how the further out from the center of the country you get, you, the closer you get to the coast, it seems like the more stock you yeah. you run into. And um, by yeah, and I mean, allowing, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and there's nothing like I said. You know, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with those windshield classes. And when I say it's a cultural or maybe a demographic thing, you know, to go buy a turnkey car in Northwest PA like a '94 Vic or go into New York and find one that's turnkey for a reasonable price, it's not rotted in half or whatever. <laughs> that's that's the difference. Right. Right. It'll be neat to see the. Uh the uh, Ohio style of uh, youth builds. Because <laughs> we all know things are a little different in Ohio, so it'll be neat to see well, that. Just, I, I don't know if I'd say it's different. I would say a lot of things are interpreted differently maybe yes. over there. Yes. So, but we're fully, we're fully prepared for that because uh, Clayton Gregg that won the Keystone Nationals, he's from, he's from Eaton, Ohio, which is over in, you know, the Mecca of Demolition Derby of Ohio and and uh, they've been a real good supporter of us, and uh, they've been they've been back here trying. In fact, that's kind of who I think. If I had to guess, there was probably quite a few kids pushing parents to call Tim Clark and get this on the card. If I had to guess, so I have to give them credit for advocating for it. That's cool. But but the rules are very clear for this class, and there's nothing to really be interpreted. Uh, we went as far as we got some diagrams on the body shaping, uh, you know, some other things that really spelled out clear. And um, it, it's, a, it's a stock frame. It's a stock body, stock suspension components. Uh, so it's nothing It's nothing that really can get misdrewed. And that's the one thing I'll say, all the promoters I've seen, um, I think there was only two instances this year in all the shows that – had uh, cars that were that had a couple things that were you know difficult to adjust. So 
it was pretty impressive to actually see that many cars, that many kids, and the least amount of uh, inspection hang-ups. So it was pretty smooth from what I saw with all the promoters. Today. Good. That's good. But other than that, uh, you know, the, the biggest – one of the biggest things out of the youth program was Carrick Furster, a youth driver, finished 10th in the ME 527 point series. Yeah, he had a real good year. Did okay. Really I mean, year. Well, I've heard rumors that his dad was quite the derby driver, too, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he's just an inspector now, so I, I haven't got the pleasure of watching him run. Yeah, Chris, Chris has the capability of doing very well. Um, I'm not going to give him too much credit because you know he used to be in our hometown every 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 fair season, and we 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 ran against Chris a lot. And uh, after uh, after a few years of him, you know, just coming back for more, he really turned into probably one of the most competitive drivers and one of the biggest winners in Western PA. So. Uh, Chris, Chris can build, Chris can drive, and Chris can win. Yeah. So, Rick's got the uh, Rick's got the firster resources behind him, hundred percent. And uh, cool. is that Stoneboro? That is Stoneboro. I mean, think about the drivers that just came out of Stoneboro that we talk about all the time. Oh yeah, Jason Sowers, hometown. Yeah, here with Stoneboro. <laughs> yeah, there's, and that's that's the thing. I mean, we've. You know, when when uh, Bo had his series, we were in. Seemed like we were in Pennsylvania once a month, and it was always good shows. Once a week, <laughs> yeah, it was it was always good shows down there. There's, I mean, there's there's a lot of good drivers in PA, so um, it, it's definitely to see. You know, it's definitely good to see the uh, the young the younger generation coming up through. Oh, there there there, there is, and it, it's great that we get some great recognition. But uh, we always joke back here because. There's a Mercer County, Pennsylvania that we live in, and there's a Mercer County, Ohio, in Western Ohio. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of top drivers that come out of Mercer County, Ohio. I, I believe, I think Toby Hiley's in Mercer County. He's okay. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's kind of a unique joke, I guess, back and forth. So, <laughs> so you you guys. Uh, Expansion for for 2021 is strong. Getting a huge opportunity on the big stage at uh, at Basher Cash, which didn't seem like it was a, a tough sell to get Tim on board with that, which is which is good. He's always looking for a way to add another 30, 40 cars to, to yeah, the Basher Cash anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's only time, right? Yeah, it's only time. <laughs> it's only time. Uh, so you put those pieces together with a. Uh, a concise set of rules that that's clear with diagrams and stuff. I was going to ask you how tough it is to write a, a concise set of rules, but you sort of um, beat me to the punch there. And, and we've talked about uh, the Firster family and the, the the strength that they show through the course of the year. Um, what else is there that you guys are looking back on for 2020 and saying this this didn't go how we expected, but we're sure glad that it did. You know the biggest. I would say the biggest thing is just recognizing how fortunate we were to get the shows out there no matter where they were. Mm-hmm. And looking back, seeing the people that, I guess, at the shows, the drivers especially, the youth drivers were, were a phenomenal example of just sportsmanship and just pure happiness when they got out of them cars after their heats. But uh, just seeing everybody in general at all the shows seemed to have a better, I guess, appreciation of their sport. And I think everybody left every show this past year just grateful that they had a had an event to go to. And I think that'll just change everybody's attitude in the future. Um, you, you know, when you do something a lot, you do it, you, you kind of feel like, almost like it's naturally just going to be there. And I think after this past season, it kind of gave us all a wake-up call that oh, yeah. we don't know what tomorrow brings. We just got to enjoy the stuff we have, you know, that's, and each other. That's an absolute. So a, a little off topic for the second, but I, I think you'll be all right with it. How are things at the shop, you guys? Uh, this time of year, are you able to uh, get some stockpile of parts and stuff, or are you busy all year and aren't really able to get a big stockpile built? No. <laughs> uh, we, you know, we, 
the shows that stayed on the schedules this year kind of got crowded into September, October. Mm-hmm. So our typical season where we stay steady, you know, June, July, August, into September, and then fade off in October, it got shoved back. So we stayed very busy. And then we always come up with this great idea to have a Black Friday sale this month. And, uh, you know, as soon as we get something off the card, you know, especially, you know, unfortunately with Coke Promotion Show getting pushed off, that kind of, any any large blip in the radar for demand, that kind of give us some breathing room. But our Black Friday sale is still going on. Uh, it'll run through this weekend, and that's it. A lot of people are taking advantage of it. Um, and uh, we... We uh, we've been staying very busy with that, and uh, we just appreciate everybody's patience. Uh, we we've been shipping product daily since the sale started, and uh, we get quite a big volume of orders. But uh, Friday we got uh, somebody stopping in. Uh, Jeff Showman with Jeffy's Fab Farms coming through, and um, for a little visit and see what he's got going. And I think he's on to somewhere. I think maybe racing related or, or whatever, but it's always good to see him, you know, great products and oh, yeah. another great supporter. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. For sure. They but, set, they, they set some new PRs this year yeah. with their drag program, the, the drag racing, mm-hmm. the, the times that they were registering with a, a nostalgia drag show, which it was just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it was going breaking, so fast. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That's a, that's an amazing sport drag racing. I mean, that's just, everything about it <laughs> to say the least come on some thursday we can talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah well actually i got a nephew that lives in geneva and uh he's actually coming down here this week and then going back home we're actually setting up a portable welding truck for him so smith metalworks is kind of going mobile and uh he's going to be working out of an area in new york and some other things so very cool, cool. Um, I know anybody that needs some portable welding done. <laughs> you can retire your dad's 1941 welder. <laughs> no, he's he's still pretty good with that. I don't think he'll ever retire that thing. But but anyway, uh, yeah, just a great season. Like I said, can't thank the promoters. You know, hardcore, uh, dead man. Uh, Iron City Promotions. Tim Clark with Smash It. Looking forward to Derby Dog taking this on. And um, like I said, I think it's a big investment for any promoter out there to look at this program if they can do it. It's uh, it offers some good return on the investment to add it. Definitely. Uh, any, any... Yeah, and I mean, and, and to have a youth kid jump in there in a top ten of a national point series with some big names and some hard driving people. I mean, that, they're nothing better for us seeing a, a a youth driver get on that top ten list. For sure. How does the driving school work in terms of going through cars? I mean, are, are you putting them out there and just band-aiding the cars back together over and over again, or are you building fresh cars? And... Believe it or not, it's almost comparable to, uh, you know, if you're familiar with any of the, obviously, you know, the circle track driving schools, whether it be asphalt or be yep. dirt. Um, we do not put them out there in a group first day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll, I'll leave a couple things out going into the summer. Uh, we're gonna have six house cars that are gonna be available for the kids to drive in the upcoming program. Okay. Uh, it is gonna be a three-day program. We're gonna have. We are going to offer not only a driving aspect of the program, but it's gonna be a pre-vocational preview, and uh, it's more or less gonna be a derby camp for three days. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> The kids will come. They'll stay for three days. We have the accommodations coming. Uh, we have the track. And what we're going to do is there will be areas of interest. Uh, I've had this discussion with a lot of people. You know, us with, like, the CNC machines and that now, you know, I'm sitting there looking back at, like, eighth grade, seventh grade mathematics class thinking, man, I wish I would have paid more attention. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, what we're going to do is for the first for a half, for the first part of one of the days, the kids are going to get to come here to the shop, and uh, we're going to expose them to whether it be drafting and design, uh, CNC machining, welding or fabrication, different areas, so they can pick and choose when they register what they want to kind of get a window of opportunity to look at. And maybe 
maybe just kind of help give them a little bit more of a way to make a decision in their life at a young age. Yeah, um, the mission awesome. statement. The mission statement of the program is, uh, you know, helping these drivers make the right decisions on and off the track. So um, it's a faith-based program. Uh, my wife's going to be very involved in it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But going back to your topic, what we do with the cars, you'd be surprised. We teach them the very basics of driving the car because a lot of these kids, the first time they get on this track, they've never drove that car much until they've got onto the track. Sure. So getting them comfortable in a car, number one. Number two, teaching them that you can drive backwards. <laughs> uh, you'll be hard-pressed to find too many youth drivers uh, first time out that don't stand the nose of your car straight up. Um, and, and it's easy to do. And and that's where also the riding coach comes into play. Uh, we've seen it a lot this past season. Having a coach in the car is as important as what you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen some very good displays of coaching, and we've seen some poor ones. <laughs> Um, and it, and it's it, and it's it's a different and, and I don't want to take anything away from anybody because to get somebody to sign up to ride in the passenger side of one of these vehicles with a lot of inexperienced drivers out there just looking to send it some days, <laughs> uh, a lot of credit goes to them folks. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Now, what's but, the age limit? Do you, am I am I too old at forty seven to come down and go through this school? Or I mean, you know, can you make an exception? Or no, actually, uh, we're going to have it available for a lot of people to come down, uh, spend time with it. Uh, we're going to have guest drivers come, you know, and work with the kids uh, from all over. We have a lot of promoters that are on board. Uh, so we're, we're going to give a lot of people that have given us opportunities to, you know, network and that. We're going to extend the same opportunities to people to come down and enjoy part of the school, see what it's about. We'll have some bleachers there you can watch. So um, it, it's a lot of basic driving skill, uh, driving backwards, direction change, controlling your car. Awesome. The other thing that we're going to be working on is, track awareness uh you got to remember we take it for granted we see a red flag we're aware of it we see something wrong we're aware of it most of these kids are just figuring out how to press the gas and figure out which way to go they're not aware of red flags they're not aware of trouble on a track so we're going to definitely school them in several aspects you know that's you know you you mentioned uh and i was actually thinking about earlier when we were talking um you know having some some guest drivers come down and give some tips and help some guys out I mean, that's something cool, too, is that these kids get to drive in, you know, in front of some of the best drivers across the country. I mean, you, you look at the drivers, you know, that are typically at Bash for Cash. Um, you look at the drivers that were at, uh, um, you know, Keystone Nationals this year. I mean, there was, you know, Toby Heilig, Don Santel, uh, Brett Relier, um, Jonathan Furr, Jonathan Furr, who won uh, Mental Mayhem a year ago, um, Mike Klinger. I mean, there was, there was you know, there was guys – there was so many great drivers there, and you know these kids got to got to perform in front of them. I mean, that's that's pretty neat to have guys like that, you know. And hof- hopefully, some of the guys, you know, t- went over and talked to the, some of the younger drivers, and you know, because that's that's really how you get somebody, you know, involved, and then uh, you know, and and you know, get get them to stick with the sport. And you know, we, we I've saw it through the years with you know young racers, you know, like you know I've seen you know from from the time when you know Bob McCready and, and guys like that, so, you know, when my brother became one of the elder statesmen and. You know, it's it's just great when when older, more experienced, successful drivers, you know, talk to the kids a little bit, and you know, or younger drivers, not kids. Um, you know, it's that's that's all goes hand in hand is to you know keeping somebody involved and, and wanting them to you know, when they get older, they know you know they know how to act and what to you know what to do and and how to you know encourage the next generation because that's the only way we're gonna this is gonna keep going. We gotta you know we've we've got to get the the younger generation interested, and this is a great way to do it. Well, how many times have we talked at, at length about how? So many of these backyard uh, derby experts, if they would have put their power like like AC said mm-hmm. and applied it, are, are on par with some of the design stuff oh, that comes goodness. out of MIT's oh, yeah. <laughs> engineering program. And now, oh, yeah. you know, we've actually got like demolition derby college. So, so 
how long before we see the uh, Iron City Welding Pavilion in Siopa Hall <laughs> and Stephen Todd show up as guest driver? <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Well, and Mark, too. I, I, yeah, I got to bring Mark. I, That's yeah. the moneymaker. Got to bring Mark. <laughs> well, uh, all, all those guys will, will have a place. Um, you know, naturally, for, for years, you know, <clears throat> way back before anybody knew the Siopa name nationally or, you know, or fortunately us, but those guys have been a part of Demolition Derby since the beginning, and they're great people, and uh, they're behind us with anything we want to do, and uh, we'll be happy to invite them in in any, any facet they want to participate in. That's one thing that I, that I the, the, the avenues I've reached out uh, you know, we've got a lot of great people that are just, I, I, I'd hate to say what they would bring because I think we could almost ask for anything and we would we would have the participation. That's awesome. so, <laughs> if, a, if a building goes missing in downtown Pittsburgh and shows up at Smith Metal Works, which is I don't converted worry about into it. dorms and lecture halls. It's well, well, we're actually, this, this school is actually the property of ours, you know, up by where we live. <clears throat> so, you know, I had a choice where I could either lease out part of the field to, you know, somebody that wants to grow corn. And I thought, you know, <clears throat> that's just not enough fun. We're, we're going to do something with this. So. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. You know, but it's, it's going to be a blast. And the, the fun to see the kids work out there and, mm-hmm. and watch them struggle was, I shouldn't say struggle, but, you know, you give them the simplest task, you know, I'll go out there in the gator and I'll, I'll run a pattern in reverse through some cones and watch them try to do that in a car. It's, you know, it's like, they're like, Oh, I got this. And it's like, okay, boys, go ahead. And, you know, watching them try to turn around in the car and, you know, just teaching them how, how to, you know, how to keep your body in a certain position. It's just, it's a lot of fun. And you actually learn a lot yourself as you, as you work with the kids. Um, because you, you know, the responsibility we have and the kids kids and the youth in this country whether they're in demolition derby or or whether they're involved in other things they're the future of our country they're the future for us and they're the future of our sport so we have a choice we can try and help develop them and give them avenues the best develop so they can make the right decisions down the road that will affect everybody in a positive way mm-hmm. or not. And uh, we're simply choosing to try to have an effect that, you know, we can throw out there and have it go in a great direction. So, yeah, that's, that. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you, with, with you bringing, bringing the kids into the shop and, and seeing the stuff that's in there, I mean, you know, that's, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, um, uh, design and, and machining and and fabbing and welding. I mean, that's all you know. That that's all a very very uh, in demand um, job. I mean, there's you Skill. know, the, yeah, there's a there, there's a lot of you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of need for that. And unfortunately, um, there's not as many people that want to do it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you if you can kind of get kids pointed that way and get them the interest in it, I mean. You know, because there's some kids that don't like math and don't like English, but man, you put a you put a grinder in their hand and you know a welder, and they can they you know they get they get it and they can do it. So I mean, it's it's great, you know, you know on the derby side, but I mean, it's it's even better on the. Uh, you remember Chris Brogan, right? Chris Brogan. Chris Brogan, number forty-two, ran around with uh, Jerry Ott quite a bit out in Hemlock area. Name um, sounds familiar. Locked horns with. Uh, Wolfangers and Gaskins and stuff out there. He made the trip out to Massachusetts one time, and and we rented that car on site and had to go buy the rattle can paint and everything. And he he drove it down quite a ways at uh, I think it was the Northeast Championship Show at the Brockton Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. He got a job with De Laval and and leveraged his stuff and learning how to weld, working on derby cars and stuff. And, and he, for a while, I don't I lost touch with him now, but for a while he was putting together milking parlors for De Laval which because is, he knew how to weld. Yeah, which is excellent money. <laughs> yeah. And, that, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, we've we've touched a bunch. Um, you know, people, you know, uneducated people look down on derby. But, I mean, you look at the parts that are made for demolition derby specialty and pff, – you, you know, there, there isn't anybody anywhere that can design stuff better or produce it better. Um, you know, so it's great. You know, it's it's a it's a great 
it's a great door to open for these kids. Can I tell you about? I, I talked to Dave Diver Mm-mm. last weekend. I didn't see you. Mm. Cradle One from Big Rock is still out there. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. in the, isn't it in the 76X? N- no. No, the first one. The really? first one that they built is still out there, and and he's he's lost track of it. But up until within like the last two or three years, it was still not oh. just out there, but being put into cars. Well, I know Bobby had one of the first ones, and he was still running that in his, his Blizzard Bash cars. He never went to the one inch, I didn't think. So there's there's a lot of good stuff out there, man. It's yep. it's, it's it's great to see. There is, and that's, you know, going back to the, you know, these kids building a career. I mean, let's face it, if you want to be in this sport, you better figure out a way to make some extra pocket change because you're going to need it. <laughs> you ain't kidding. You are and not it, kidding. It don't, and it don't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, if you're, like you said, we, you guys were on a hunting topic earlier, and, uh, you know, I had the pleasure of going up and salmon fishing with Pete this year, which is I never got to before. And, uh, you know, just like that, you got to have the right stuff to to be successful at that if you're going to go hunting i mean it, it's all in what you want to throw at it and how good you want to be at it so and but you can have the best equipment i can tell you pete give me his rod and his everything else but i can tell you it didn't help me catch the fish <laughs> <laughs> yeah we he looks at fishing you gotta you gotta know what you're doing yeah. I'm pretty sure that he's got stocks out there hidden behind piles of, of cars. <laughs> that he just grows salmon that are 27 inches long. And then he puts a hook in his mouth and goes and stands by a river. <laughs> yeah, pizza. You can have your opinion or whatever about how he gets things done, but I can tell you I witnessed it. He legitly catches fish I, like nobody else. Isn't saw. it crazy? Yeah, he, and that, that's that's one thing Pete loves too besides Derby and his fishing, man. he Every year oh. you see pictures of him up holding them big fish and – um, yeah, that's and and sure we've we've touched on that before. We've said it a million times on here. You know, when when it comes to Derby, and you can buy all the best stuff there is, but if you sit sideways in the middle of the track, eventually you're going to get junked. <laughs> so you well, know, it's it's good that these kids are are learning. You know, from the beginning and learning the basics, and you know, eventually they're uh, they're going to be successful. So that's that's great. The best example of what you just said was if you watch the Keystone Nationals or you watch any of the major kids events this year they almost all ran one hour mm-hmm. with stock drive lines and stock cars mm-hmm. and they were staying busy oh yeah so sure. you know i would be scared to death to give these kids much more than what they got <laughs> <laughs> you can see i mean they're, they're doing a great job so. for sure absolutely uh, well that's excellent man uh, is there I, I know we were going to go through this quick, and now here it is. We've been together for 50 minutes. Um, is there? Is there? I know you got plenty of stuff you got to attend to at the at the shop too. Is there anything else that that you wanted to hit on that we missed? No, I mean basically just uh, you know reviewing that. Uh, you know we're looking forward to going to Kansas Team America, so you know that's 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 upcoming, and uh, just seeing everybody out there and competing again and hopefully this year we'll be taking home the first place trophy and not the third place like last year so the planning on that's the goal um on the topic of team derbies just real quickly i remember you had a sand colored um, a lot of the trademark stuff was saying the sand colored imperial that ran at stoneboro several years ago um in that 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 team event that was held um late in the year during i think it was during the reckless warriors uh time frame is that car still around it is <laughs> awesome. it is uh i believe it's still out at Corey romans okay i know it's been down the chaos in the valley uh, oh, i didn't know that and i'm not sure where else it's been but oh it ran a kicker show at hardcore this past season oh wow yeah cool it's <laughs> awesome. It's neat. I'm glad that thing's still yeah. around. It was a fun car to watch. Yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> it's, awesome. It's still still competitive. It just had an axle tube and everything sheared off, and that was it for him. So, gotcha. Um, that was a that was a impressive show down at Roaring Knob. Hardcore had probably one of the most impressive kicker heats I've seen. Uh, Daryl Muldoon, Tony Godwin, Davy Chapman. Uh, 
those guys ran. I mean, just they've had more than one impressive kicker show. Steve Saopa, uh sure. just good lord, the hitting that went on out there was just—it just looked like it hurt. So. <laughs> For sure. Well, Casey, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Congratulations again on all the success this year, and um, I anticipate we'll probably talk again here once we get past the the first of the year to release more of the information as it comes. And and uh, if we don't talk again, good luck at uh, before then. Good luck at Blizzard Bash. Thank you. You guys have a good night. We'll you see you too. later, Casey. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye now. There goes Casey Smith, Smith Metalworks. Um, seems like a reasonable jumping off point right here. Why don't we do this? Tell you about Smith Metalworks. You reference the website. You can find more information about the youth division at Bash for Cash online at smashdemo.com. Smith Metalworks itself, though, smithmetalworks.info, experience and passion, second to none. Again, everything about building the program, helping make everybody get better. Uh, Smith Metalworks is an all-purpose fabrication shop that has taken the Northeast by storm. Smith Metalworks features more than 40 years of combined metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat bumpers replicating popular factory releases. They've also got that awesome super stock bumper. They can't go wrong. You can run them uh, stuffed. You can run them hollow. There's also compact versions of the pointed bumper. The other items include Crown Vic door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, and shifters. The shop offers all the odds and ends, such as just distributor clamps and weld-in centers. Be sure to ask about their GM floor liners, in-person locations in Mercer, Uniontown, and Bethlehem. And of course, they will ship. Order online, smithwhittlerworks.info. They have special pricing for Black Friday through the end of this week. Jeffy's Fab Farm. We had reference to Jeffy Showman coming to town. Jeffy's online. If you need him, jeffysfabfarm.com. Check out the virtual store and order now. Recognized as an industry leader in all manner of fabrication needs, the Fab Farm is a national go-to for a number of demolition derby parts. Uh, they specialize in LS conversion components but earn major derby credentials at the get-go with the various header offerings. This summer, they released the four-cylinder Camry engine mount and then headers to go on the 1.8 and 2.0 Elantra engines. They offer bumper-to-bumper selection, including fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedal shifters, switches, and gauges. If you need it, you can find it on the farm, jeffysfabfarm.com. And uh, final point standings for the Unified Point Series with this event uh, canceled. Coke Promotions Turkey Derby is off the season, off the schedule. So these are right now, barring the final update um, from Mark Elliott and any suggestion that the audit has found something different, John Shipley is going to go in the books as the champion by six points over Don Santel. Uh, the only thing that's going to beat a 10-win season is like an 11-win season. Mm, <laughs> no doubt. And that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Riley with third place, Matt Wingrove, Travis Pennock, and Jesse Bates through the top six. Uh, Nick King, J.D. King, and Bill Close tied for seventh. Rick Furster, Jack Jernovich, and Richard Davis tied for ninth. Kristen Henshaw, Mason Stacy, Brendan Wisman tied for 10th place. Stay up to date online Series. Com. Smash It Demolition Derby's big thanks to everyone who supported Smash It Demolition Derby through a challenging and unprecedented season. We could not do this without the support of the drivers, fans, fairboards, and partners year after year with all sincerity. They extend thank yous. The Bash for Cash is the one that's got everybody's attention right now this time of year, but Capital City Carnage combined with Blizzard Bash 2.0 still waiting out there for us in March. I just got an email today, a um, bit of a downer email, uh, Motorama in February. Canceled. They're going to make a decision by December 15th. So take that writing on the wall as you will. I hope that it gets in. Realistically, though, I'm, I'm not thinking that it's going to. I, I, no way is this any type of official. They're going to make a decision December yeah. 15th. Yeah. Uh, Smash It Demolition Derby, as we mentioned them. Um, no Mercy. Uh, presented by Dead Man Derby. I'm sure it was a sad day in the oh, TJ McCulloch house this weekend with Undertaker saying his final farewell. Did you like Survivor how they did that? Uh, I was confused by it. Yeah. I was confused. I think that that was that has been in a back pocket probably since WrestleMania, and they just couldn't get a fan base together. And, and he said, I'm done waiting. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> Friday, the three-man compact heats, 80s pro stock heats, and the half-ton trucks and SUVs kicking things off for No Mercy in Cumberland, Maryland. DeadmanDerby.com. You can find more information there. Last chance events on Saturday. Youth Compact Division, Imperials, minivans, full-size Team 1 and done. The Deadman Compacts, the 70s and 80s Pro Stock, paying 8000 to win. The three-man compact team feature, paying 6000 to win. Full-size Mercenaries, 1 and done. 3000 to win is going to be a stacked show. Still waiting on uh, official dates, locations, and things of that nature. Given the um, 
I don't know. I guess I'll go cliche. The unprecedented times that we're in, trying to figure everything out. So, but no mercy and uh, Dead Man Derby. Jump online and, and and make sure you check those guys out. Uh, a couple fun conversations going on in the live chat. Corey Relier suggesting that Richie Predmore should be one of the guest drivers. Um, <laughs> I think he could teach some stuff. I, I I told Corey that probably your best bet if he's going to teach any of the kids how to drive is to put him in a car that doesn't have forward gears. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, bad bad habits will be taught. Oh goodness. <laughs> but, there's uh, there's some good drivers they could have down there. That's for sure. So as as Casey was talking um, talking about inspections and, and building in, in a concise set of rules that's clear, um, and talking about coast to coast, I began kind of thinking about some of the drivers that we know, and who is the most slippery driver? We got a few minutes here before we before we sign off. Who's the most slippery driver to go through tech inspection? So we referenced a couple. Chris Furster came to mind immediately. Toby Hiley, of course. And then we're going to work down the coast. Uh, J.C. Mollies is right up there. We come back to New York. Mark Benjamin and Brett got to be up there, right? Then you go over to Canada. Uh, You can't tell me that Rick Clark doesn't get some recognition in that. Uh, And then then you come down to Ohio and we just say, the state. (laughs) (laughs) Then you go go further across uh, Jimmy Johnson and Chad Barkley. You go further across yet up into the to, to the upper northwest, and you got Randy Markowski and Arthur Sukut. You get down into California, and you got the tags. Like if you knew for sure that you had to have a perfect inspection, and you saw any one of those drivers behind you, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's uh, there's definitely an art to uh, to making it through big inspections, um, and. The guys you've mentioned have uh, have had some success getting through big inspect or big inspections, um, and that's that's and like I don't mention Don Santel because Don doesn't he will tell you anyway that he doesn't do anything special to his cars. Mm-hmm. He just knows he just knows how to drive it. He knows what he's got. He's done it four thousand times. He knows. Mm-hmm. So it's just those those guys that know how to get through. Well, I'll tell you what. There we've seen some cars come out of the uh, the Siopa camp that have been some works of art um so i i would definitely put those guys in there as well um yeah but that's the thing i mean you know when and we've touched on it but when you go to when you go to these big shows you don't want to get beat by inspection so you're going to you know put every trick in every car that you take um and it's you know it's up to the the officials to try to find them and it's up to the drivers to try to uh to convince and politic and you know somebody's got to find a happy medium and that's just part of the game i mean it you know um i think that's one of the things that's happened to racing on a a a grand level um i.e nascar is that there isn't any more there isn't any more playing in the rule books there isn't you know I mean, there isn't there isn't a smoky eunuch. There isn't a uh, <laughs> you know, Ulrich. Yeah, there there, there isn't a uh, you know, um, you know some of the other stuff. You know, and the same locally. I mean, you the guys aren't messing. I mean, guys don't take cars. You know, they don't they don't win eight races in a row and go home and cut them up like Alan Johnson used to to try to go faster. You know, it, it doesn't happen. Um, but I you know I, I think that's one good thing about our sport is you know I I, I think there's still side note Matt Shepard's thirty thousand dollars in checks from Louisiana should cash just fine in New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he should never mind. I'll leave that one right alone. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and that, that's that's one of the things I, I you know I, I enjoy about our sport. I mean, there's you know there's some guys we see that do amazing who don't overbuild cars and yet they're always still there at the end. Um, you know, I would definitely say. Uh, Brett Rallier and uh, and Bobby Rockway are two of those guys. I mean, you know, you've you know we've seen Bobby's cars every year we've been at, at uh, Blizzard Bash, and they're not built like a um, you know they're not built like a tank, but they're always there at the end. Right. You know, and we've seen Brett go to places underbuilt, and he's always there at the end. So, um, you know, guys know what to do that needs to be done. They're, you know, they don't. There's not an overkill, but I think that's one of the great things about our sport is you know everybody's got a little something they want to try or they want to do, and you know sometimes you get through and sometimes you don't. And that's just as, as kind of a final thought to, to jump off where where you're at with that with the um, the rules and the diagrams. I really was surprised that the youth class rules that Casey was talking about were embraced so readily Mm -hmm. because, you know, 
any other big show, if the adults are building the cars, it's like, well, you're making it NASCAR. It's all cookie cutters. It's like, well, if, if there's two or three best ways to do a car, then eventually the, the 64 best builders are going to figure out those two or three best ways, and everybody's going to be doing the same things. And then mm-hmm. it becomes a game of inches about, you know, yeah. how things go and how well it's put together and how well, you know, your, your craft and stuff like that. This is a completely different direction with it, and, and it's been embraced, which is cool to see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see. Like I said, I, we didn't, I didn't get to watch too much of it. Um, hopefully this year we'll we'll be at a show or two or six where there's there's uh, this class going on, and uh, you know we can hopefully maybe do a little commentary and uh, watch it up close and personal. For sure, for sure. How you feeling? Uh, it, it's rough. It's rough. I keep trying to push the push everything back over. John to rub you before you leave? Nope, I don't. I don't want anybody to touch it. I, I have nice, just, big, strong I, hands. I, that's not what this needs. They're good this, for massaging. This, what this what this needs is to do whatever it takes to get the pressure off of the nerve that runs my left leg. That's what we need to do. Listen, you lay down and hold on to something solid, and I'll just pull on your legs. <laughs> I, I don't think I want you to be the one in charge of traction. Oh, okay. <laughs> as, as, uh, as great as that plan is. Um, there was some uh, some online derby action this weekend, which yeah, was I saw that. a lot Looked of like fun. Had a pretty good cool. weekend. There was uh, got to run with Cody Rates and Dylan Pies and JJ Randall. Um, team uh, Larson Derby Transmissions. Larson Derby Transmission paid the entry fee for the team, and they did a a, a sixteen team bracket f- at the uh, virtual um, indoor facility at uh, in White Pine, Tennessee. A virtual winter war zone, just like we would see down cool. down there. The track, Zach Drummond built a track. It was gorgeous. It was hosted by Chris Parton, Big Dog Derby. Um, Wally, Colin Walker was there. Um, I got to lock horns with him in the heat, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, we ended up we ended up not getting getting past them, and then we had to go to the first battle royal as a team, and we didn't get out of that. It came down to one on one, Dylan and and one of the guys from uh, Team Triple D. I think it was. Uh, it wasn't James. Oh, did you drive a little too hard? Usually you're right there at the end. Actually, I got my left rear tire tangled up in some leaf springs, and that ended up taking out that ended up taking out James Logson too. So, uh, so that was a little little rough. It was Roger McClaskey ended up getting the spot out. Um, Team Prodigy, Marty Sager, Lee Sager, um, and Brett Rallier, they ended up finishing third in the team show overall. Have and you got then, a chance uh, to full track Brett yet? No, no, but he he liked he liked what the car did. Yeah, he watched our heat, and he said that he was he was at least a little bit impressed. So that was cool. That was fun. Yeah, he said he's enjoyed it. I've talked to him a few times. Well, he hasn't slept since he got a computer that'll run it. (laughs) He hasn't hasn't been to bed yet. Um, Um, Among many many things, I think the best part of running those derbies is between heat and feature. Somebody just hits the reset button and they're ready to go. You ain't got to bust your ass and get. Belt burnt and cut and hot and sweaty and life Glad is good. You brought that up. Uh oh. They have found a way. The, the the development team at Realistic Derby Project has found a way, and uh, Hunter Wood has been doing this too. We've had beans on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, save damage heats so the car stays as is. Oh, that's after no fun. the heat, and it gets pulled off the track. And then if the the Concy cars they they get refreshed and run again, and then the ones that qualify come back out you save the damage and then you load the damage back on the car and it fixes the engine and the radiator but it doesn't fix the tires it doesn't fix the wheels and stuff so you got some beat up jalopies pull it out for the features it's i thought it was pretty so it looked cool. like waterloo back in the day it, yeah there's, there's been uh beans put a track together that looks just like delaware county really just like delaware 700 county. foot long and it's, yes it is a <laughs> it is a tractor pulling pit with with uh the vaulted stands on each side That's it's awesome. really cool and uh, he did a couple save damage shows there, so that was uh, that was pretty neat. That was cool. And yeah. then I'd run. I would run Walton on the computer because it's not going to hurt. I would not, not be a fan to go road. to run Walton in real life. <laughs> I get it. I got that. Uh, Corey says that uh, I need to order some pizza and relax. Relax really isn't my vocabulary. No. <laughs> Is there some good gluten free pizza in the area? Yes, my freezer. Yeah, there's some, there's some, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not fair. Uh, Domino's has good gluten-free pizza. And then uh, Mark's, formerly Mark's, it's Pat's now. Their stuff's pretty good too. Does Chichino's have a gluten-free or no? No. Wow. No, their uh, wings are though. Nice. The the guy that runs Cicino's downtown, um, his niece has a celiac issue. And oh, really? he put together a 
uh, a mild charbroiled chicken wing that's gluten free. So you I bet you in my time like I've, I've eaten a hundred dozen of them. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? think? I think I think we've covered a lot. Uh, we're going to have Colin and, and Chris on tonight. They they got tied up with work. We still need to get Cody Coke on. Um, there's there's other folks that 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 have piped up that that we got to get caught up with. Um, the good news is, is right now we're coming into a bit of a lull. We should be uh, on the backside of the um, the Blizzard Bash High going into Turkey Derby. Turkey Derby's been been canceled off the schedule, so. We've got some some space to work with, so plenty of plenty of room to get everybody in that we need to get to. So we're looking forward to a couple of good episodes um, coming up here as we approach Christmas and the turn of the year. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you enjoy it. Um, and I guess that pretty much covers it for this edition of the Crash Course. Final thoughts? Anything? Anything? Please continue being safe if you're in the woods. We've had a good start, so let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's please keep that up. We've twenty uh, twenty's been shitty enough. Let's not add to it. Right, <laughs> right. It uh, it's not had a it not had nearly as many high points as it probably should have. That is uh, that's an understatement. But fork in it. This one's done. We'll see everybody next time. See you then. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.